0: Hello there. Welcome back to season two of the Mixtape podcast, the podcast dedicated to examining film from a screenplay writer's perspective. I'm your host for this week. My name is Marcelo Inostroza, joined as always by my fellow co-host, the woman that the woman that demands that my storytelling be at a high level, Dean Stark. And on this edition of the show, we'll be talking about one of the most famous musicals in Hollywood history, the 1939 film, The Wizard of Oz. So with all that being said and out of the way, Dean, do you want to take us down the yellow brick road?
1: I'm just going to say it. I fucking love this movie. I fucking love this movie. I've seen this movie so many times, and as a kid and even as an adult when I was watching it the other day in preparation for this podcast, I was like, fuck, I fucking love this movie. Like, oh, I cannot say it enough. Like, I just, like, it holds up. Like, 1939, like, are you kidding me? Like, it still holds up today. Like, people are still showing their kids this movie. That's how fucking good it is. Anyway, now that I've, I've you know, cried all over it, Okay, The Wizard of Oz directed by Victor Fleming. I don't think you're done. Not a lot, but I want to be done because <laughs> 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 I could be I could go on about how I fucking love this movie for 20 minutes and like I don't know if people want to hear me fucking <laughs> fucking crying over this how much I love this movie. <laughs> so yeah. Um
0: this movie is absolutely phenomenal. I just want to say really really quick here before you start to take us down mm-hmm. the path here. But it is great because I watch it like every Thanksgiving. Here, here oh, in the wow. States. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. I yeah. Come on. I am the song and dance man in mm. this little trio of ours. Yeah. So when you picked this movie, I was like, is she drunk?
1: She's not serious.
0: What are you, gonna, are you <laughs> kidding me?
1: Because, you know, um, fun fact, I fucking hate musicals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so when I was when you picked this, I was like, she has to be drunk. I gotta, I, I, I better, I, I better send, I better send someone to Australia to, to check on her. <laughs> this is fucked. But yeah. you know, but seriously, but seriously, this film just has something to it that just is pure joy
1: yeah it is it is that's right the movie is pure joy there's like you cannot feel shit after watching the wizard of oz you can't feel shit during it you can't feel shit it's like oh i'm gonna watch the wizard of oz you can't feel shit when you do that like this is just like if you want to feel good you put on this movie and when you're in a shit mood you put on this movie because it just makes you feel really good and i don't know anyway see i'm going on about it again all right let's just fucking get into it Directed by Victor Fleming, based on the book *The Wonderful World of Oz* by L. Frank Baum. So, the opening scene, we see Dorothy running down a dirt road with her dog Toto, and she's 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 talking to the dog. Oh, she tried to hurt you, Toto. I'm not going to let her hurt you. She tried to hurt you, and you're like, and you're kind of like, what? Like you don't know what's going on. And then she runs into like there's like a farm and we find out that that's her farm. She runs to Auntie M, which is her, her auntie, um, and she tells them there's a really mean neighbour that's after her dog, Toto, and, like, they don't care. Like, Auntie M just could not give two fucking shits. She's just like, look, Dorothy, just I basically I don't want to hear about it, I don't care, and Dorothy's like, fuck. Like, she's, Dorothy's just been f- shut the fuck down, right? Um, and so we get an introduction to the three farmhands And uh, I love the dialogue in this. The dialogue in Wizard of Oz is awesome because the dialogue gives you clues as to who they are when we go into the Wizard of Oz. So one of them talks about not having any brains and the other one talks about not having enough courage and that kind of plays into it. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the Wizard of Oz, I don't even know what to say. There's no words. Go watch it. It's fucking awesome. Um, so anyway, we get introduction to the three farmhands. Auntie M just does not give a shit. Um, and then Dorothy again she tries to tell Auntie M about this mean lady trying to take her little cute sweet dog. And Auntie M doesn't give a shit. She does not care. And she basically says, Dorothy. Just keep out of trouble. Like, cause Auntie M has a farm to run, she's got shit to do, and then here comes Dorothy fucking going on about this shit, and she's like, just stay out of trouble. And this is where one of my favorite songs ever, sung by Judy Garland. There's been so many iterations of this song. I don't care for any of those. The song Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Sung by Judy Garland from The Wizard of Oz is one of my favorite songs ever. The lyrics give me goosebumps, they are beautiful lyrics. Like, see, now I'm even going to cry over the fucking lyrics of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's just such a beautiful song. And I really wanted to do research on this song because I think it's important to know who wrote it and who composed the music for that song. So the music was composed by someone called Harold Arlen and the lyrics are by E.Y. Harburg. Now, obviously, I don't know these people. They're probably long passed away by now, I assume. But it's important that people know this. And just a fun fact about this song the american film institute ranked this song somewhere over the rainbow the greatest movie song of all time i love it every time i watch the wizard of oz i sing along with judy garland even though i'm fucking tone deaf um i don't want to keep going on about this song what say you about the opening scene and about this iconic song
0: oh if uh if you won't keep going on about it i will for sure um first I would like to say something about the opening of this film and Auntie M. She is the most unconcerned parent in history. Cuz <laughs> e- but seriously, every fucking time Dorothy tries to tell her that this evil lady that con- that controls half the town is trying to take Toto away from her because according to her this dog is a is a nuisance and he has to be put down. Auntie M does not the NTM does not give two shits because, like you said, the only thing that she cares about is taking care of the farm and, you know, you know, meeting her deadlines. And I fucking hate parental figures who don't listen to their kids or the people that they're taking care of because I because because that shit mm-hmm. can cause problems
1: later. But yeah, that aside, yes, it, <laughs> yes, it can cause like childhood traumas to develop.
0: Yes. That
1: aside,
0: I love the fact that when you meet the farmhands in this movie, that when you first meet uh, the farmhand in this movie, you get a subtle hint. Again, I'm sort of repeating what you said, but I'm putting my own spin on it. You get a subtle hint at what they're going to be once Dorothy takes her little trip into Oz. And you know what that's called, people? That is called putting, throwing a hat on the ground. That is, that is called... Planting little seeds. And I cannot tell you, after the shitty week of television that I've watched, how long it was to see that.
1: It was so shit. Yeah, sorry, go on. It was <laughs> <It's> so fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> this, this, the, listen, the standard of screenwriting in Hollywood now is fucking in the toilet with like turds. That's where it is. That's where the that's where the screenwriting is of Hollywood right now is in 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 a, a, a turdy toilet. That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I, uh,
0: okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Breathing. <sighs> okay. All right. So, with that being said, I I really love that the writers took that time to sort of to to sort of put hats on the ground to give us hints of, of who these characters are going to be once they're introduced in their respective roles. Once Dorothy gets to Oz, but uh, moving on to the, to the, to the best, to, to the best moment in the opening of this movie, when Judy Garland begins somewhere over the rainbow, when I was watching this film today in preparation for this conversation, I was crying. Like, like I sat there and uh, for like, like for the first five minutes, I was fine, but but as the song went on, I kept noticing that something was coming out of my eyes, and I'm like, I stopped the movie and I rubbed my eyes, and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, I'm crying, and I'm like, I'm a I'm a 34 year old man, and I'm sitting there going, oh my god, I I, I just lost it. I mean, I I got goosebumps, I I got all the feels.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, the yeah. song was look. Look, even, even hearing Dean talk about it now, I was, I I was getting goosebumps down my back and I'm like, what is it about this song?
1: It's, um, look, every time I hear it in the movie, I do get teary eyed. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song about someone that, that, you know, wants to be somewhere, but isn't somewhere. But re- do you know what I mean? Like, wants to be like, what's over the rainbow and stuff. Like, it's it's just beautiful. It's it's beautiful lyrics. The music, the, comp- the composure the composer of the music. It's, uh, yeah. It's it's you know I get teary eyed too, so I get you. I, I get where you're coming from with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would you would you agree that the song really illustrates that Dorothy wants something better for her life?
1: Yeah, because you know, the, she starts singing the song directly after Auntie M says keep out of trouble and then Dorothy's is like keep out of trouble keep out of trouble and then she starts singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and it's it's like I'm getting goosebumps now like it's a beautiful segue into the song because she's not being heard nobody wants to listen to her they keep telling her stay out of the way we've got work to do we've got work to do and she feels alone she feels lonely she feels alone and then she starts singing Over the Rainbow and and yeah, you get teary-eyed because you understand why she's singing it, and that's what makes it so beautiful.
0: Just, just, just a, just a wonderful moment. And uh, this, this whole film, Judy Garland does such a great job. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know. Say what you want about stuff about her not having to do with the Wizard of Oz,
1: but in this movie, she was just great she was um if anybody would like to see uh a movie about judy garland's life that is pretty accurate and such a good movie there's a movie called judy um i don't go and find it have you seen it yeah hell yeah yeah it's such a great movie and it shows what she actually went through on filming the wizard of oz um and her life and her downfall and all that it's a great great movie so if anybody wants to check that out go check that out um shall we move on or are we do you want to still say something else about the first scene and the song no we're good keep going all right um another thing this movie is really dark and for, for a kid's movie,
0: really? <laughs> no it's, way. you know,
1: no, but the thing is when I was watching it, like as a kid, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, there's a scarecrow and there's a lion <laughs> and he's scared. That's all you see. But then when you watch it as an adult and like you, you analyze it, you're like, oh, my fucking God, there's like dark shit in here. So exactly. I, will bring up, I will bring up the dark shit when it comes up because as a kid, you don't notice it. And also I have a favorite song in the movie, which is, not over somewhere over the rainbow. That's my second favorite song in the movie. Um, and a favorite piece of dialogue because the dialogue in this movie is so fucking good. It's so good. I love everything. Um, and the music in this movie, not just the songs, but but the, the, uh, the score music for the movie is just fucking like, you just, you can't, you can't do that shit these days. Like, it's just like on another level. So anyway, the next scene, okay. One question for you before we start. Um, the mean lady on the bike, who's obviously—spoiler alert—the Wicked Witch. Do you know what her name is? I never knew what her name was.
0: Uh, I never knew what her name was either. But, but, but. By the way, by the way, before you before you reveal what her name was, my favorite character in this film is not Dorothy. It's not the Tin Man. It's not the Cowardly Lion. It's not the Munchkin people. It's not the the King of uh the King of the Munchkin people. Uh, my favorite character in this film is the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> oh,
1: I love so, her! I love so, her. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, you know. But um,
1: but on you go, off you pop. All right, so we get introduced to uh, the mean neighbor who wants to take Toto, and her name, who I don't, I think it's said. Like once, but I had to research. I'm like, what the fuck is this person? I can't call her mean neighbor. So her name is Elmira Gulch. And then you get that classic Wicked Witch um, theme (singing) when she's like riding her bicycle. Like everybody fucking knows that. Like if you hum that in the streets, like that's a fucking Wicked Witch's theme. And I love it. So this is what I mean. Like the score to the music. Oh my God, I'm I'm crying over this movie again. Let's just fucking move on from it crying. No, come on. No, come I've on. never cried over a movie so much um, <laughs> it's, uh, yo, yo,
0: it's our show We can do whatever the hell we want That's come
1: true, on. we can do whatever we want So anyway, um, she's riding a bike She's got a basket on, like a picnic basket On the front And she <laughs> This is what I mean by this movie is dark Right? So this Bitch, she wants to put Toto down She wants to yes. kill this cute little fucking dog, yes, kill, the
0: dog. kill
1: the dog Right? So she yeah. goes into the house and she's like, oh, this dog bit me. There's no proof. There's there's no proof. Because Dorothy's is like, where did where did he bite you? Oh no, no, you know, you you I have to have to believe me, you know, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the dog. And I'm like, no, fuck, no, you're not, right? <laughs> and she said, like, oh, I'm gonna take the dog. And they're like, What and Auntie M and um the her uncle are there and they're saying well wait a minute wait a minute you can't just take the dog and then and then she whips out like a warrant from the sheriff allowing her to take the dog which i i which at the at that moment you're just like oh i don't know if that would happen but then you find out in a couple of moments she's actually actually like owns half the town which is probably why she's got the sheriff in her back pocket, allowing her to do whatever the fuck she wants, which I'd never even picked up before. But anyway, she hands Auntie M the warrant. She goes, look, this is directly from the sheriff saying, I can take the dog. Auntie M looks at it, looks at Dorothy and says, well, better give her Toto. And I'm like, oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) This woman wants to literally kill this fucking dog, right? And Dorothy is like, "Uh, no, you're not. So anyway, uh, eventually Dorothy gives her the dog. And I'm like, you're not even going to put up a fight? You know, you're just going to hand over your dog? No, I would be fucking, I would just, no, I wouldn't do that. I was so angry. And I'm like, listen, Auntie M, first of all, you don't listen to Dorothy and now you're giving Dorothy's um, dog to, you know, the Wicked Witch. Like, and like all through all, she's like, I just need to get home to Auntie M. Why? Auntie M is a dick. Auntie M is a bitch. Is she not a bitch? Absolutely. And, and, and TM and her husband
0: have no fucking spine. They are, they are, I mean, look, I mean, I mean, D- Dean said it, this, this film is written extremely well. The characters are drawn extremely well, but these two characters, Auntie M and her husband are, 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 I, I think that, I think they are the weakest points of the movie because they are so, they are so weak minded people. They, they, they have no, they. They never stand up for them. They never stand up for their for themselves in in the you know you know in in the scenes that they're given.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, I understand they are the way that they are because everything they do pushes the story forward. So I I do I do understand that. And then Dorothy says, "Oh, you know, you're just a wicked witch," which is another like nod to you know what's going to happen in Oz. So anyway. Um, she takes the dog, she puts Toto in the picnic basket. Um, sorry, it's on the back of her bike, not on the front, on the back of her bike. And then she rides away by, by the way, like she owns, she's, she's the richest person in the town. She owns half the town. Why, why she's riding around in a bicycle with a basket on, on the back yeah. is like beyond me. Um, but I, I guess, I mean, they're... I understand why they did that, but it was just a bit weird.
0: She's an eccentric.
1: Oh she looks well, like an eccentric. No, that's true. That could be true. That could be true. Um so anyway, he jumps out of the basket um and runs back to the farm, runs into Dorothy's room and then she's like, "Look, we got to get out of here." And she just runs away, packs a bag and runs away with Toto. And that's love. Isn't that love? You're willing to be homeless just to save your dog. And I was like, "You know what, Dorothy? It 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 is literally I think this is the first 10 minutes of the movie and dorothy or dorothy jesus christ already already right dorothy is set up as a character that you can connect with nobody listens to her nobody cares what she has to say she's a nice person she loves her dog she cares about her dog do you know what i mean like you can connect with her like i think that her character was set up quite well
0: guys you know what this is called you know you know what all this is called you know what the writer you know what the writers of the wizard of oz did all of this scene, this is called character development, and because this movie has character development, when our char- when when Dorothy and the people that she meets in a few scenes here that Dean's going to get to, when all of these characters are in peril, we actually care about them because we know who they are as people. Writers of today, writers of Hollywood today, listen up. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm gonna... <laughs> Yeah, they're not listening. They're too busy writing shit.
0: So, oh yes. Oh, and by by, by the way, I just want to say one more thing. Mm. Although I am I am pleased with Dorothy's resolve to run away with Toto, but I'm like she kind of did that haphazardly and she didn't really think about it. She sort of like packed a bag and just left. So, so yeah. but, but but I but I just need to say something. Mm. When 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 I was thinking that in my head, I was like you have to you don't Think watching this movie using an adult brain or your screenplay writer's brain isn't going to work a lot because mm. look. Although this movie is good, this movie is fantastic, but there are some things from a narrative perspective that kind of bug me a little bit. But we'll 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 get there in time.
1: I understand why she ran away straight away because she knew as soon as, as soon as she realized Toto wasn't there, she would have fucking turned tail, came back and fucking got the dog. So she right. had no right. choice, but to run away with the dog. Cause Annie Anne would have right. just gone, give her the fucking dog. So it's like, what is she going to do? Right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Like I, I would have done the same shit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. she's, she runs away. She's running down the street and she comes across uh, like a horse, horses and like a big, like, cart i guess and on the back it has a uh, professor marvel and he's like a like a fortune teller dorothy says like where are you going i want to go with you um and then he's like oh just you know come into my like the back of his cart and it looks like a he's got like a crystal ball and he's got all these like crystals and stuff everywhere and like i don't know tarot cards i guess and so they sit down and he puts this like i don't know fortune teller hat on And, I mean, look, he's clearly a charlatan. He's clearly a charlatan because what he says is, like, oh, close your eyes and Dorothy closes her eyes and then she he looks in her basket for, like, stuff that he can, like, bring up and then he's, like, open your eyes. (laughs) She's opening her eyes and he's, like, oh. He's seen this picture of her and Annie M standing on a farm that's in her basket. Oh, I see an older woman on a farm. Oh, that's my farm. And you're just, like, oh, my God, this guy's a deal. Like, but the thing is you can't hate him because he's not – he doesn't have like nefarious reasons for doing it. He's just doing it because that's just what he does kind of thing. Like I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like he had negative like intentions or anything. So anyway, he's looking at his crystal ball and he says, Auntie M is sick. And she's like, what? Doris is like, what? She's sick. So she's like, I have to go. I have to go. And so she grabs Toto. I have to go home. So she starts running away and the wind is starting to pick up as she's running away. So what say you about that scene?
0: Yeah, um the, the one thing that I will say about the traveling fortune teller guy is I think that he's a really, really kind criminal. And it was really, really nice that he didn't that, that he didn't take advantage of Dorothy. Like he didn't he he clearly saw that she was a that she was a child in distress and he it, it was like it was like he read the situation the best he could and he sort of sent her on her way. Which which I which 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 I thought was quite nice, because in movies nowadays I I don't know I don't know back then because I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> N- nowadays, when when characters come across people like him, nowadays those characters take w- want to take advantage of those people, hurt those yeah. people, mm-hmm. do unspeakable things to those people, like. Like, Mm. no, like, like, like people that want to take advantage of people don't often assess the situation and help them. So it was really nice to see that.
1: Yeah, no, it was nice. It was like a breath of fresh air. But yeah, you're right. In today's movies, it's like, yeah, that just wouldn't have happened. So anyway, the wind's picked up and she's running back to the farm and you see the tornado coming in the distance um, and it's just tearing up everything in it's in its way and um Annie M is like looking for Dorothy she can't find her and the three sort of farmhands are there and they go into the the underground like tornado shelter thingy um Dorothy comes into the house and she goes into her room and she can't find anyone she doesn't know where to go and then a bit of debris comes in the window and kind of hits her in the head knocks her out um and then she wakes up and she's in the, the house is in the entire house has lifted up and it's in the tornado And she's looking out the window and she's seeing all these things go past the window. She sees the the woman on the bike and she changes into the Wicked uh, Witch of the West. Um, And she just sees all these, this really, really cool shit go past the window. Um, And then the house lands um, perfectly intact, by the way. (laughs) And Dorothy, and this is probably one of my favorite parts um, as a kid Um, And for 1939, it was probably the pinnacle of filmmaking is when she opened the door and it went from black and white to Technicolor Technicolor and you're just like, whoa, what is this? Like that's what makes the movie awesome because if the movie was done all in like that black and white, it wasn't even really black and white, it was like brown and white. If it was done in that, it would not have had the same kick. And I think that was the first time that that was ever done Um, and it was just like a beautiful Beautiful transition from when she opened the door sh- to when she walked out. Beautiful, beautiful um, transition. Anything yeah, to say uh, about that? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, no, um, I, um, I wanted to
0: say, like, I believe, I believe when this movie came out, one of, the, one of the giant selling points was, you know, come and see The Wizard of Oz in color. And that's why the film started off in black and white and went to Technicolor once Dorothy went to Oz. And I and I just want to say the 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 uh, the special effects in this movie for for 1939 are fantastic because I was watching this movie going how the fuck did they do that? It's it's 1939 and that looks pretty goddamn good. Like like how the hell yeah. did they pull that? Did, did they pull that off? Now yeah. look my my film soaked brain can kind of can kind of suss it out. I use that word a lot because of you now. <laughs> um, how 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 they could have done it, but I'm like, that's that that has to be some great miniature work, that has to be some great model work, but it still looks really good. It's specifically the tornado, yeah. Like 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 I'm yeah. like how the fuck it was so. I cool. mean yeah. And, and um and when when the house lands and lands perfectly, it's like yeah. uh, that's not that's not realistic. But hey, I'm watching a fairy tale, so I'll let that yeah. go but when dorothy opens the door and she walks in the office for the first time and you get and you get and you get whacked in the face with that with with, mm-hmm. with that color with that Technicolor
1: magic it looks great it does it looks beautiful um, yeah just you uh, I mean you know i love practical effects I mean, if everything could be done practically, I would just yeah. yeah. I'm not about CG. I'm about practical effects, which is what makes me love this movie even more. With like you said, what they could do back then to make it look how how they made it look. Um, so anyway, when she opens the door, she's in like a garden area, and there's uh, like a, a road, and there's a like a like a little bit of a like a lake, and there's a there's a bridge thingy that's tree. Like it's just it's really 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 beautiful, and then. This is when she says the iconic, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. And then she says, and then there's this like flying bubble that comes towards her and keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when it floats down, it turns into a person. And this is Glinda, the witch of the the North or Glinda, the good witch, however you want to say it. And she's this beautiful, she's in this beautiful, like puffy fairy tale princess dress. Um, She's got a crown on. I mean, she just looks like, she looks like a good witch. I really like Glinda, and um, Glinda is saying like, "What kind of a witch are you?" to Dorothy, and Dorothy is like, "Well, what, I I don't know. I'm not a witch. I don't know what you're saying." And she said, "Oh, but the Munchkins are telling me that a new witch just dropped a house on the Wicked Witch of the East." And then you look, you, the camera kind of looks over at the the house, and you can see these. A pair of legs in like black and white tights with red ruby slippers on, like obviously under the house. You can't see the body, just just the legs. And you're like and Dorothy's like, oh shit. Like you can see on her face, oh fuck. <laughs> what the fuck did I do? Um and then Glinda tells her um, she's in Munchkin Land. And then the Munchkins all come out and they sing their it's like a melody. Of of munch, of of songs, um, and I didn't I actually didn't realize this, but the song "Ding Dong, the Witch Is Dead" it's not a song. It's like a line of dialogue in a melody of a song. I always thought it was a fucking song, but it's not. It's just one line um in the whole it's a melody because it's like we're off to see the wizard dinged on the witch's deck and then the munchkin land it's like a whole melody of a song and i love it i love the munchkin songs i love i mean i think it's like a god it's got to be like at least a seven minute sequence of them them singing it's like welcome to munchkin land and blah blah blah. and they're, they're singing everything who they are what they are and all this stuff and yeah i just uh i love it what say you
0: yeah, um, first of all, first of all, when Glinda shows up, the good witch, and asks Dorothy, you know, what what witch are you? I'm like, oh, well, clearly these people have never seen a human before, because why would she assume that Dorothy looks like a witch? Because Dorothy isn't wearing any clothing like a witch, her makeup is not indicating that she is a witch, but again, that was me, that was me running with my screenplay writer's brain for a second, so I'm going to put that aside for now. <laughs> When the when the camera pans over to Dorothy's house and you see the legs of um of the uh, of the wicked witch of the east underneath the house, I'm like, that's awesome. But in the back of my head, I'm going, where is where's the blood? But I'm like, oh, just stop it. <laughs> so at that point, I was like, I was like, screw it. I turned my brain off. Um, about the Munchkins. When I was a when uh, you know about the about the Munchkin people. <laughs> when I was a kid. I found them to be the most annoying characters in the entire movie but as an adult they they just grew on me and every time I watch the film now I really really love when they go into when when they go into their musical numbers and they explain who they are and every time they talk it sounds like they it sounds like they sucked a, uh, a balloon of helium I love it
1: Yeah, look, the Munchkins are not my favourite character. Um, I like the song medley that they do, but do I like them? No. So it's good that they don't show up ever again. (laughs) It's just just the first scene and then we're fucking past that. So anyway, in the middle of the happy, happy song and they're singing and they're like, yay, the best character on the face of the planet appears. The Wicked Witch of the West appears. Hell Hell yeah. And we find out that the house fell on her sister. And Dorothy's oh. like, oh, shit. And then – and and she's I, – I can't remember what Dorothy said, but, like, Glinda, like, whispers in Dorothy's ear, oh, the Wicked Witch of the West is much worse than the Wicked Witch of the East. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> That's fucking great. Um, so the Wicked Witch is fucking pissed. Who dropped a house on my sister? And it's just like, uh, nobody fucking wants to say anything. And then the Wicked Witch goes to grab the ruby slippers off her sister's feet and they van – and, look, this bit as a kid – fucking made my skin crawl when she went to pick the slippers off and then the and then the slippers disappeared and then the, the the legs curled up under the house oh my god even thinking about that makes my fucking hair curl honestly it's just it just fucking looks like oh god that's weird that's so weird yeah, that's like really i get the heat bit, it's just it's unsettling right it's just fucking mm-hmm. weird so anyway yeah, um so Glinda puts the ruby red shoes on Dorothy. And I swear to god if I was Dorothy, I'd be like, "What? No. No, no, no." <laughs> like the wicked witch wants these shoes. Why are you putting them on me? Like I would be like, "No, I'm not here for this." And so um and and then obviously the wicked witch is like fucking pissed and she tries to she tries to grab the shoes and the shoes like basically fucking electrocute her, which is like again if I was Dorothy, I'd be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> this witch is going to hunt me down for these fucking shoes like oh my god and then she says obviously the iconic line i'll get you my pretty and your little dog too um you know dorothy just wants to get home she doesn't want this wicked witch shit she doesn't want to deal with this she just wants to fucking go home what am i doing here how do i get home and so glinda tells her the only way to get home is to visit the wizard of oz um and that's that's basically that's how you're going to get home And he's in the Emerald city. And all you have to do is follow the yellow brick road. So what say you, would you
0: say that the inciting incident in this whole movie is when Dorothy's house falls on the wicked witch of the East? Would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, one thing that I was wondering, one thing, one thing that I was wondering all throughout the scene where, you know, you know, Glinda mentions to Dorothy the Wicked Witch of the West is 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 a lot worse than her sister is. But the one thing that I was wondering while I was watching the movie today, why in the hell doesn't Glinda face off with the Wicked Witch of the with, with the Wicked Witch of the West? Why doesn't she try to do something? Why doesn't she take the initiative? Because I'm like, I'm like, why are these why are these magical people in this kingdom putting their faith? in someone that they've never met before and the child like, like what, but, but, but of course that's what I was thinking. But then again, I was like, just forget it. Go. So yeah, I, so, so I thought this, I I thought this introduction of the wicked witch of the, of the West was great. She's, she's my favorite character in the film. She's just delightful. The way that she goes out is kind of a, it's kind of a pussy way to go out, but
1: nonetheless, (laughs) nonetheless, she's great. You know what I love about Glinda? She, look, I know why she doesn't take her out. First of all, she's a good witch, right? Okay. And second of all, second of all, Glinda is a boss. Because if you'll notice, every single thing the Wicked Witch tries to do, Glinda goes, well, you're not going to do that, and fucks her up. <laughs> right? okay. So so Glinda knows she's more powerful than the, she just, it's like letting a child have a tantrum. It's like, I'll oh, just let her do okay. what she's going to do. Let her have it out. That's what it's like. Because Glinda always has a smile on her face. She's like, you're not going to do that. And then she fucks her up. (laughs) Every single... You'll notice in the movie, every single time the Wicked Witch tries to do something, Glinda comes along and goes, (laughs) no. And the Wicked Witch goes, fuck. It's like, it's just like a little kid having a tantrum. She's just like, just fucking let her, let her have a tantrum, let her go. So I think that's why she doesn't do anything. She knows she's more powerful than her. So it's like, she just lets it go.
0: Yeah, no, and I believe that she says... You know your power doesn't work here. If I'm not mistaken, she does yeah. that line. Your, yes. your power doesn't work here. So. Yes.
1: Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I love Glinda. She. I mean, she doesn't look. Glinda doesn't appear much, but when she does appear, she's just like boss. I think. <laughs> I think she should have appeared more. Um. So yeah. anyway, uh. So Dorothy sets out on the Yellow Brick Road, and that's when they start singing "Follow the Yellow Brick Road," um, oh, which is a great song um so anyway she's on the she's on the yellow brick road with with toto and she comes to a fork in the road and she's like well where the where do i go now like i don't know which direction to go in and then this is where she meets my second favorite character the scarecrow and you know he he sort of he's pointing in one direction and then he points in another and she's like did i just see him pointing in another direction and there's this whole dialogue that ensues which is quite fun um And he says, um, he hasn't got a brain, only straw. Um, and I, I absolutely love his character. I don't know what, like out of the three, he's got to be my favorite character, but this line of dialogue is quite funny. Not my favorite, but it's, it's probably up there when she says, um, how can you talk if you haven't got a brain? And then the scarecrow goes, goes, some people without brains do an awful lot of talking (laughs) And I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, they do. A lot of people talk and they do not have a brain. And then here comes my favourite song, If I Only Had a Brain by Scarecrow. I love that song. I always sing along to that. It's the only song I know the words – I don't know the words to like the Tin Man song or the Courage song. Um, I love this song so much. And then Dorothy says, look, I'm visiting the Wizard of Oz because I need to go home. If you need a brain – why don't you come with me and we'll see if the wizard can give you a brain? And he's basically like, "Okay, let's do it." And then they go off on their journey. So, what say you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I love the introduction of the scarecrow in this movie. And the thing that I love about the scarecrow so much is his phys- is his physicality and the way that the actor portrays the scarecrow. He is very, very, very nimble throughout the whole movie. And actually, the actor. Well, I don't know. if Well, I'm not going to say that if you if you had to attribute, but.
1: No, I don't. I just, so tell it.
0: Yes, um, the the actor who plays the scarecrow actually actually actively campaigned for the role of the scarecrow because uh, the the director was going to go with somebody else. But this actor uh, um, specifically wanted to play the scarecrow because he knew that he could he knew that he could bring some physicality to it, and he and he knew that he was nimble enough to play the scarecrow right and play him proper. So I'm really happy that this actor, who I can, who I don't know the name of, I'm, I'm really really sorry. Um, mm. He he just played the role wonderfully, and he, I think I think that he was the I think that he was the un I think that he was the unsung hero of the entire film because unlike the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion, he's the one that is you know most put together. I think. I mean, look, look, I mean, I mean, all these all these characters that Dorothy meets on the way have have things that they need and that they want. But the scarecrow to me comes off as a guy that needs something. But he is the like, like, he's just the one that stands up a little bit more than the other ones. Am I am, am, am I just seeing things there?
1: No, he does. He definitely does. Um he's more at the forefront if like when stuff starts happening to dorothy he's the one that steps forward and says no you're not going to do that so he's basically the protector um, right. of 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 dorothy he's the one like the other one's protector but he's just i don't know if that's because she's she got him down and now he feels like he has to do it because he's, he's been beholden. on the yeah exactly so yeah you're right with that one um Moving on, we, they're, they're walking down the yellow brick road and they see these trees with apples on them. And Dorothy goes, oh, and she picks an apple off a tree and the tree grabs it <coughs> and goes, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> That's my apple. And Dorothy's like, oh, what? And the scarecrow's like, what? And so there's this really funny scene that ensues between, like, oh, you wouldn't like me to pick an apple off your tree? And I'm like, oh. And as a kid, I love that. I was like, oh, angry trees. That's pretty cool. I would love that. I'd love someone to go cut down a tree and then a tree would just, like, bitch slap them. It's like, no, you don't. You're not going to fucking you cut gotta, me down.
0: I said, as as if you want angry trees, you got to watch Lord of the Rings,
1: angry trees. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, um, The trees start throwing apples at Dorothy and the Scarecrow. And so as Dorothy's picking up an apple from the other side of the Yellow Brick Road, she comes upon the Tin Man, who has frozen, basically frozen, in place and they, you know, he's like, he's trying to talk and obviously he can't talk. And they're like, I think he's saying oil can. And so they get the oil can, they oil him. And he sort of, he he starts talking and then he starts singing, If I Only Had a Heart, which is a great song. And then um, after he's kind of like walking around a bit and getting, getting the feel for it. And he's like, I was chopping down a tree and then it rained. And then I just kind of went in that position. Um, And then the Wicked Witch appears and look, yeah, that's what I mean by dark right she tells she tells the scarecrow and the tin man stop helping her stop helping her or i will kill you she i will kill you if you keep helping her and then she throws a fireball at scarecrow to kill him she oh, tries yeah, to kill him and obviously she I... doesn't cuz like you know it's a scarecrow but i'm like yeah. damn you 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 got issues yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah i I absolutely love this woman. I'm like, you are a vicious, violent boss. And if you listen, if she really, really wanted to kill these people, I mean, I'm not saying look, I'm not saying that she wasn't trying, but if she just tried a little bit harder, she could have totally killed these fools. But you have to acknowledge that this is that this is a musical for children. But if it wasn't. I. If it wasn't, like, if this was a horror movie, I don't know how long these... I don't know how long the characters would have survived.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think that she's as powerful as people think she is. Because that's oh, the thing. Oh, really? But that's what I mean. Like, yeah, Glinda keeps putting her down. So Glinda knows she doesn't have all this power. It's like the Wicked Witches all talk. Because, listen, spoiler alert, she dies via water. So I don't <laughs> think... i don't think she's got as much power as people think i think she's just all bark and no bite oh that's why okay okay
0: okay so essentially you think she's a bag of you think she's a bag of hot air then
1: yeah yeah i think she's i think she's like someone that really wants to be bad but just can't quite get there
0: okay okay
1: so, uh, the next scene is we're walking through a dark forest and there's weird noises and they're kind of the Tin Man and Scarecrow and Dorothy are kind of holding onto each other and she's holding on to Toto and then we get the introduction to the Cowardly Lion, he jumps out, he tries to scare them and I, I, th- I find th- I always found this scene funny. He comes out all tough and, you know, he's trying to scare the Tin Man saying, oh, what are you doing here, blah, blah, blah. He's like roaring at him and the Tin Man's scared shitless and then... He Toto is like barking at him. And so he tries to chase Toto. And this is when Dorothy goes, I don't fucking think so. He she grabs Toto and she hits the lion on the nose. No, you're not gonna do that. And then he starts crying. (laughs) And you're like, What the fuck? He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. And it's like, Oh my god, like I just find that so funny. So, anyway, after that scene, he's like, I don't have courage, I'm I'm a cowardly lion. And they invite him, they say, Look. We're going to Oz, which is what they did with the Tin Man. We're going to Oz. Um, oh, and she said in the previous scene, maybe the Oz great and powerful Oz can give you a heart. And she says to the lion, maybe the great and powerful Oz can give you some courage. So, what did you think about that scene?
0: I think it's great. I, I think I think it was a great idea for the screenplay writer, for the screenplay writers of this movie to introduce each of these characters in the way that they did, but they also not only introduce these characters. In a great fashion, they also gave them a vulnerability that that the wizard could fit that that the that the great and powerful wizard could fix could could fix. So the writers gave Dorothy's protectors a reason to to go on the journey with her. So guys, you know what that's called. That is called character development, and that is called laying hats on the ground. So they did they did two things with one mm-hmm. shot. And the other thing, and the other thing, and the other thing about, and the other thing about the way that these characters, the the way that these characters are structured is wonderful because you actually like these people. The writers took the time to make them relatable to us and we actually care about them when the Wicked Witch of the West wants to burn one of them. That, listen, Mm -hmm. listen, if you as a writer can. Can connect your characters to the audience, you've done something right. You're, listen, listen, your, your, your entire script can be shit, but if you, if if you can put good characters in a semi-okay movie, look, the, look, the audience may forgive you, but yeah, it's, I mean, I just love it when writers do like, hold on, hold on. give me a second i love it when writers build characters correctly and because they build characters correctly as the story goes along as i said before when they're put in dangerous situations we care and to me that's just good storytelling
1: yeah exactly and the other thing i love about this movie is there's there's no filler it's like you you meet the scarecrow next scene Yeah, you meet the Tin Man. Next scene, you meet the Light. Do you know what I mean? Nothing is wait. There's no filler shit. It's like, it, it's it's. I think it's like the movie's like an hour and thirty seven minutes, but there's no wasted moment. Like it's all story. There's no bullshit in it where you go, oh, this is so boring. Like there's nothing. No, it's so.
0: It's, um, mm-hmm. it uh, you know, it, um, if I could just put in one more thing there, yeah, it's it, it's, it is it, it is, extremely
1: efficient in, in storytelling yeah yeah it is so the next scene is um our favorite character the wicked witch mm-hmm. is watching them through her gigantic crystal ball and <laughs> she's pissed she's fucking pissed she's like oh my god they're still helping her the, that's the thing right if she was really that powerful wouldn't they not help her like she's just basically been punched down again it's like oh my god am i a witch or am i it's like, it would completely like in women's terms, like sorry, we well in a women's like emasculate her if she was a man. Like, do you know what I mean? She'd be like, oh my god, how wicked am I really if I told them to stop and they're still like not stopping? Like, yeah. So that just that pissed her off even more. So she's like, How the f- what well obviously they're not listening to me.
0: You know, you know, you know, she I mean, I mean, I I I I, I thought of a I thought of a cruder way to say this, but I'm not gonna say it. Mm. She is basically like the bully on the playground that has Yeah. Yeah. That 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 thinks she has power over everyone, yeah. but, but everybody knows that she's just I'm gonna say it, pussy whipped. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, she decides to put a spell on a poppy field to basically make them go to sleep so they can't get to the wizard. Um and so the next the next scene is Dorothy Scarecrow, Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. They're looking at the Emerald City in the distance. And to get to the Emerald City, they have to go through the poppy field. Now, they don't know that it's fucked. We know. And we're like, uh, as an audience member, you're like, oh, no. And I love it when writers do this, when they tell the audience something that the character doesn't know. I love when they do that. So anyway, you don't like it?
0: Um, well, well, listen, listen, it is. Oh, tell me about it. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, hold on, don't 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 jump yet, don't jump yet. I like it when it's done correctly. But when it's not done correctly, I can find it I I can I can find it a bit frustrating because I feel that I am ahead of the characters and I feel as a as an a audience member and as a writer myself, I would rather take I would rather have my characters discovering things along with the audience than have the audience know something that my character that that my characters don't know
1: oh yeah like no i'm opposite on that i liked i like i like the characters to not know something that i know because i find it it makes it more exciting and it makes it like when are they going to find out no no no, are they going to find out i feel like it involves the audience um a little bit more into the story anyway
0: I know, but hold hold up. If I just could just one more point. Yeah. Um I <laughs> as they were <laughs> as they were running through the poppy field, I was like, why does Dorothy <laughs> take off her ruby slivers? I'm like, do you- does I she? was like,
1: No, she doesn't. She doesn't take them off her feet.
0: I thought <laughs> you said no.
1: she takes them off.
0: No, she doesn't take them off.
1: She can't take them off. But but Wait a minute.
0: She can't take them off.
1: She can't take. They're like spelled to her. She can't oh, take no. them off. Okay. Oh, wow. How
0: did. Dude, guys. I, Dude, I've. I, guys, I've seen. this. Oh, movie. my God. Seriously. <laughs> I have seen this movie thousands of times throughout throughout my throughout my 34 years of existence. And I've never understood why Dorothy didn't take her shoes off while she was running through the poppy field until just now.
1: Okay. First of all, you get a demerit point for that. And second of all, why is she? Why would you take your shoes off? No, because 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 wouldn't it be easier to run? No.
0: She's so, so but, but, <laughs> um, All right, forget it. Just go.
1: <laughs> no, that's what shoes are for. Makes it easier to run. Yeah, but yes, yes, yes. But she's wearing she's wearing she she's wearing sh- shoes with. With heels on them. But, so, but they're not real, but li- like kind of, but not really. Like they're not really heels. It's not, she's not in high heels. There's a little bit of a heel at the back, but, but it's, it. I mean, she fucking dances on a yellow brick road in it. They're not heels. All they're right. pretty much flats.
0: Okay, all right, all right, all okay, right. So, no, okay, okay. I don't think okay, she they're should, they're should have taken them off. Right. They're flats. Okay. They're, they're kind flat. of
1: flat, yeah. All anyway, right, all right, all right. Let's just. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so they're they're in the poppy field they they start walking through the poppy field and dorothy and the lion fall asleep and the tin man and the scarecrow for some reason don't why don't they fall asleep Do you know writer, yeah
0: yeah Rider's convenience and also dean is going to get to it in a se- dean is going to get to it in a second but when it starts snowing the only thing that i think is asbestos <laughs> like yeah yes. right 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 <laughs> No, but, no, but, no, but, no, but, uh, Dean, off you go. Like, like that, like, like, like that scene, like the, the, other, the, the, other thing that I didn't understand is why the scarecrow didn't drag them to, 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 like, to like, you know, um, like, like, why did not he try and drag him out of the poppy field? Like,
1: because he I, can't I, even walk. I mean, listen, every time you see scarecrow walking, he can't even walk straight. He's made of straw. He would not be able to lift anybody.
0: Oh, okay, okay. 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 Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll give you that.
1: So uh, Scarecrow and T-Man are freaking out, and then what happens? Glinda comes in and says, ah, ah, Wicked Witch, fuck you. You're not going to do that. And fucking waves her wand, right, and then makes it snow. Now, I know – I don't know what the snow has to do with waking them up, um, but you thought asbestos. I thought cocaine <laughs> because, because the poppies make you fall asleep and the cocaine oh makes you wakes you up, right? <laughs> that is. God, oh <laughs> that's what i always thought well not always not when i was a kid but when i was a dog i was like clearly that's cocaine it's waking them oh up right <laughs> they're sniffing it they're was waking them up
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're inhaling it
1: they're inhaling it they're like oh shit what's going on and then they fucking you know run to the fucking emerald city i'm telling you And that's what it is that's what it is <laughs> so oh, so dorothy God. the lion wake up and, and the Wicked Witch sees this, and she's foiled by Glinda fucking again. Like, she cannot <laughs> get a fucking break. She just can't uh, she's fucking pissed. She's fucking pissed. Like, imagine trying to do evil shit, and then Glinda comes in and says, nah, like, every fucking time, nah, you're not going to do that like a fucking child. Oh, my God. She's just pissed now. So she's like... Fuck. So then she gets on, she goes, fuck this. And then she gets on her broom and she's like, nah, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm sick of this shit. Like she's fucking pissed now. <laughs> I am sorry. Oh man. I just, I feel bad for her. Like I know the wicked witches, they're supposed, she's supposed to be evil, but I actually feel really fucking bad for her. Like God, just let her get one. Just let her get one in.
0: No, but no, but you know, but, but you know what this conversation is making me realize? This what? conversation is making me realize what she said before. Maybe the Wicked Witch of the West isn't as badass as you and I previously thought. No, because I'm like, because I'm like, this entire movie she's she, she's been she's been bitch slapped by Glenda the Good Witch. That's what that's
1: what every time. Here. Yeah, every every time. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, every time. So they get, to, they get to the Emerald City entrance and they ring the doorbell. See, this is just, like, fucking weird. They ring the doorbell and then the guy comes out and says. I
0: hated this guy.
1: I know. I know his voice just fucking kills me. Um, he, the guy pops out and goes, why, why did you ring the doorbell? Why didn't you knock? Can't you read the sign? They're like, what sign? Is like, oh, fuck. So he gets the sign. And the, <laughs> he puts a sign on the door that says, bell out of order, please knock. And so they're like, all right. So, but it's not out of order. Because they just rung the bell. So, what the fuck? Idiot. <laughs> so, anyway, they knock. And then he comes out again. He's like, oh, hi. And I'm like, no, I don't know what this whole thing is. This is a weird thing. I don't know. I never understood this. And he's like, state your business. And they say, we want to see the great and powerful Oz. And he says, well, nobody sees the great and powerful Oz. Um, And then they're basically, like, pleading. And so he's like, fine, fine, fine. So he lets them in. And they basically go through this whole thing where they get, like, pampered. Which I thought I thought was weird at first. But then I thought, oh no, it's a city. Cause I'm like, what is a salon doing like in there? But then I realized, no, it's the Emerald City. What I would have liked um is to see the city. Cause you only see one room. You you really only see one room, the room that they go into where it's like the horse keeps changing colours and shit, and there's the salon, and then you have the great and powerful Oz, and then you have one hallway. But but it's a city. I would have loved to see the Emerald City.
0: No, well, I mean, I, you know, but uh, not to not to throw us off track here, but don't you see the Emerald City in that awful in that James Franklin movie?
1: Um, I think I have burned that movie from my mind.
0: <laughs> okay, 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 enough said. Let's move on.
1: All right. So now the Wicked Witch appears because she's fucking – you can see, she's fucking fuming. She's fuming, she gets foiled, and every fucking – every Glinda comes in and fucks her up. <laughs> so the, she starts – so what's a girl to do but fucking skyride with your broom, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so she starts skyriding Surrender Dorothy, um, you know, with, with black smoke, you know, because she's like, – this is what I mean. She's a bully. She's not all – she's all – and no bite. So Dorothy asks the guard after she sees this. They're all scared. The emerald, the people at Emerald City, they're all fucking shit scared of the Wicked Witch. And she asks one of the guards, "Can I see the Wizard?" And he says, "No." And the Scarecrow says, "But this is the Witch's Dorothy, like Glinda's Dorothy." And the guard is like, "Oh, okay. Hold on." So he says, um, "Oh no," he says, "Oh, you're her." "Oh, okay. I'm gonna go ask. I'm gonna go ask if 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 he'll see you." Um, this is the only part of the movie i didn't like, and I never liked it even when I was a kid. The song the lion sings um if I were king was, i didn't um, like i never liked that song i didn't oh, yeah. i didn't even i didn't think it i needed to be there at all like if they could cut anything, they probably should have cut that scene. I thought it was look in every song that they sung, it was there was a purpose, there was a purpose but with this i understand, like he he didn't have courage yet so I uh, yeah I don't know I didn't I, did you like it I didn't like you, it
0: you know what you know what you, you know you're gonna have to forgive me here you're gonna have to give me a parlay but I think that's one of my favorite moments of the movie not because not because I like the Carly line because I, I, I like 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 he's my least favorite of the of the you know of authorities. Uh, you know mm-hmm. me uh, too uh, you know authorities. you know group. gang <laughs> Gang group, whatever, kings, <laughs> protectors. Yeah. For some reason, I just find the song to be pleasing. I don't know why. Wow. But yeah, I don't I, I don't know why. If I listen, if I could tell you what it is I like about the song, I would, but I can't. It's it's something I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I just never I, I personally just never connected with it. So
0: Yeah, but yeah, but I can't even I'm, I, yeah.
1: But I'm, you don't know why you like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I just, I, I don't know why. Yeah, so, so, so that's why it's the, that's why it's like the weirdest thing.
1: Yeah. Um. So the guard comes back, says, the "Wizard says go away," and Dorothy begins to cry, and then the guard begins to cry, and then he <laughs> says, in, upon seeing this and his eyes, like, oh, "I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can get you to see the wizard." So that was just a bit like, "Oh, okay, well, whatever works." So. The next thing is they're all walking down this ominous, long-ass hallway. And there's a booming voice that says, come forward. And they enter like a throne room and there's smoke and there's fire. And then you see this big floating green head above the throne. And it says, I am Oz the Great and Powerful. Who are you? And he's quite intimidating. And he says – so they basically state their business, state their requests – and he says he'll grant their, he'll, he will grant their requests, um, you know, for a heart, for a brain, for courage, for Dorothy to go home if they, bring, if they prove their worth by bringing him the broomstick of the Wicked Witch of the West. Now, he doesn't think that they're going to fucking bring the broomstick, which is why he said it, right? But we'll get back to that. And so they're like, all right, well, we'll just fucking get the broom. So they're walking in the haunted forest. And I love this. There's a sign. There's a clear sign that says, "Witch's castle one mile this way <laughs> no, in any other movie. I would have gone, that's bullshit. But in this movie, I would have gone that fucking fits. No, so no, yeah, I love that. But,
0: okay. But seriously, like, like seriously, who put, why did they put the sign there? It's like, did, do you think, do you think they put the sign there to, to intimidate people not to go in that direction?
1: Yeah. Do you think, Yeah.
0: Or, or, or do you think that the wicked witch just put it there to fuck with people?
1: Oh, no, no, I think sorry. they put it. Yeah, no. Oh no 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 no
0: no. Um, I said it wrong. Hold up. Do you do you think that the Wicked Witch put it there to either intimidate people, or do you think the Wicked Witch put it there because she actually
1: wanted people to come to her castle? That sounds ridiculous. Um, no, she put it there to d- to deter people. Oh. Definitely. She, she, like, she, she's like, she doesn't want people at her fucking, she, she thinks she wants tourists coming, taking photos. Hey, what's up? (laughs) No, no. She wants them fucking to go in the fucking opposite direction. That's what I would do. If I was a witch, I'd be like, yeah, this is my castle just to get people to go in the opposite fucking direction. (laughs) So anyway, now, okay, they're walking through the forest, they're headed towards the witch's castle, and now we cut to the wicked witch. And... I mean, she's just fucking out of options. Isn't she? Like, the poppy field didn't work. She tried to kill, kill the scarecrow. That didn't work. Um, she fucking skywrote, surrender Dorothy. That didn't fucking work. What else is a girl to do but send her flying monkeys to get Dorothy? And that's exactly what she fucking does. She's like, just go and get her. Which is what probably she should have done from the beginning, but she just wanted to do it herself. She's like, "Get the go, get her, go get Dorothy," and so they do. They swoop down and they grab Dorothy and they 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 bring her back to the castle. And this is when um, she's in a room with the Wicked Witch with that really big crystal ball and the biggest hourglass I have ever seen in my entire life. But it is very very cool. And so the witch grabs Toto puts him in a p- picnic basket, just like she did in real life, and says to Dorothy, give me the slippers or I'll throw your dog in the river and drown him. Hello? What it's the fuck? This is what I said in the beginning. This movie is dark. She's willing to drown a dog to get the <laughs> fucking ruby slippers. Like, Oh, as a kid, I didn't even see the, I was like, oh my God, that's dark shit. And like having a dog, I'd be like, no, you don't. Oh, you fuck. You're not going to fucking drown any dog. Like what the fuck? That's dark. That's pretty fucking dark to kill an animal. That's dark.
0: Um, no, but I like, I, I, you know what, as a kid, first of all, I just need to say as a kid, the, the flying, um, you know, uh, what are those things? Uh, Flying monkeys. Thank you. The flying monkeys. They terrified me. And as a kid, I wanted that hourglass that the that the um that that the witch had. I, I was like, I, I you know, I still want one like that.
1: I know it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, um. So 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 now. She tries to take the shoes off Dorothy. She's like, "Well, I'll just fucking take the shoes off Dorothy. That's what I'm gonna fucking do." So she tries to take them off, and la- then they don't come off. And then she realizes, "Oh shit! You have to be dead. You have to be dead in order for the shoes to come off." And it's like, "Shit! Shit! Are you really gonna kill Dorothy? What the fuck?" Oh this,
0: is,
1: this this movie.
0: Had, look 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 look. This movie is delightful. It's one of the best movies ever. But I believe that this movie gets so much better when you watch it as an adult because there's so much subtext in it that you don't get as a kid. But when you watch this movie as an adult, you see a whole nother side to it and you're like, this movie is fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah, it is. So, Toto escapes. He jumps out of the basket, just like he did. Like, there's no... they don't even latch the basket. They're just like, well, he'll he'll just fucking stay in there. But he doesn't. So, he jumps out and he runs out of the castle and he finds Tin Man Scarecrow and the Cowardly Lion and he leads them back to the castle. And they see all these guards outside. And so... They basically fight three guards, take all their clothing and blend in and walk into the castle undetected because obviously they look like guards. Toto leads them to, you know, the dungeon that, that the Wicked Witch has Dorothy in. They bust open the door. The Tin Man uses his axe to um, bust open the door and um, they get to – they're basically running down the stairs and as they get to the front door, the witch stops them. And now they're running around the castle – trying to get away from the re- witch. They obviously can't go out the front door. That's guarded. So they're just like running up and down hallways that are, they kind of don't know where to go. And then the witch corners them. And she lights the end of her, br- like, this is another, this is darker shit. She lights the end of her broom on fire and fucking lights up scarecrow. Like she just fucking, listen, Tin Man, no problem. Cowardly lion, no problem. She's got a fucking vendetta against Scarecrow. Like, there's issues there. I would like to explore the issues she has with Scarecrow because she just fucking tries to kill. Nobody else. She just tries to kill fucking him. So Dorothy grabs. You know sorry, what? go for it. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? No, no, go. go I go. have a theory.
0: Maybe mm-hmm. Scarecrow at at one point was was in her employee was was an employee of. The Wicked Witch of the West. And and you know, and he said, you know, for some reason he left. And as a punishment, maybe the Wicked Witch of the West turned him turned him into a
1: scarecrow. Uh yeah, that's like look, I right, like that, but funny. that that's no no, I like that. I like no, it, but really it's funny. not in the story, just making up shit now.
0: All right, all right, all right.
1: Well, but I like well, it, well, I like it.
0: All right, all right. Well, well, I'm trying here. I'm trying. You gotta. Get I know, the- I know,
1: I know. So anyway, she lights the her balloon. She she lights up scarecrow's arm. His arm is like on fire. Dorothy grabs a bucket of water and throws it at scarecrow to try and put him out, and she misses him. And she gets the wicked witch, and she the wicked witch just starts to melt. I'm melting. Oh, what a world, what a world. I'm melting. I'm melting. I'm melting. <laughs> um, and. And I love this part because the next part, one of the witch's guards is like, fuck yeah, hail Dorothy. Like he fucking hated the bitch too. And so he's like, the wicked witch is dead. And I'm like, oh my god, had nobody working for her liked her. Like what were the conditions, what were the working conditions like? Like why were they working for her? That's what I want to know. Like, why didn't they just go, no, nah, fuck this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go work for fucking Glinda the Good Witch. Because, you know, we get health benefits with her, we get protection. What do you get with the wicked witch? You get nothing. You get nothing. Um, so anyway, that happened what okay so i don't what do you think about water killing the witch i don't know if that's from the book or not i have not read the book um but if it is i i don't know that's from the book and i and
0: i think i i think the i think the author did that because in his mind water is purifying water is pure and the wicked witch is not but with that being said Having water on you and and water leading to water leading to your death it's like the i mean not to n- not to not not to not to derail our conversation but it's like the end of science spoiler alert why would you try to invade a planet that's ninety percent that is that is ninety nine percent a chemical that you can't stand a vis water duh um egos. Okay, ego.
1: That's it.
0: That's That's the answer. (laughs) Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. That is a great rebuttal. But yeah, I yeah, I I look look. As much as I love this movie, I don't Mm. like like now. I kind of understand why the Wicked Witch went out like that because because she 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 was basically a hot bag of air. But I would (laughs) have really loved to see the Wicked Witch go out. Like trying to fight one of them, or or trying to hurt Dorothy. I but I would have loved to have seen the Wicked Witch do something truly vicious.
1: One yeah, time. I didn't want. I didn't want her to die. I was like, oh no, no, <laughs> no, no, like, no, but
0: like, no. like, 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 if the water wouldn't have melted her but burned her face.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool.
0: Yeah, that that would have been cool. But look, look. But 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 what we're talking now is just conjecture. But yeah yeah yeah. That's like that's the only part of the movie, like you, that I was like, oh come on guys, as as a, as a screenplay writer, you, you could have done better.
1: Yeah, but again, like you said, it was from the book, so like, and it's good that they didn't deviate. It's good. Right. Um. So now they take the broom back to Oz, and he's, they say, look, we got the Wicked Witch of the West's broom. Please grant our requests. And then he says, oh, I'll think about it. Come back tomorrow. (laughs) And they're like, uh, no, (laughs) no, 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 we're not going to do that. And then you see Toto and he's kind of wanders off and he pulls back a curtain revealing a man in front of a microphone. And this is the great and powerful laws, as everybody knows. And then it's, I love this line, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, are you fucking kidding me with this? Um, and so naturally they're all fucking pissed because they can see what's going on. They're all fucking pissed. And the, as an audience member, you're pissed as well because you're like, oh my god, you're you're lying to people in the Emerald City, like you're pretending to be something um, that you're not. So but he saves his ass because he's actually a really nice guy. <laughs> he's not, he doesn't do it to deceive people. He does it because he realizes people need something bigger than they are. And so if he can impart wisdom on them, they're more likely to listen to the great and powerful Oz than him. Because he is a guy, but he has a lot of wisdom within him, but he just understands kind of how how people work, which I kind of appreciate that. So what he does is he actually does grant their requests, but not in the way that they think. So he gives Scarecrow a diploma, basically saying, you know, once you get a diploma now you have a brain which kind of kind of works so he gives him the diploma and then you know scarecrow starts saying you know some fucking root of pie or something like that he gives the cowardly lion a medal of courage and he gives the tin man a clock heart but i think i think the real message here is that the scarecrow had brains all along he didn't he didn't need a diploma he he had brains the lion always had courage and the Tin Man always had a heart. And he was just ba- – he basically said that to all of them. You, you've had these things all along. Um, you don't need me to give you these things. So this is my favorite line of dialogue in the entire movie. It is beautiful. It's probably my favorite dialogue ever. And he said to the Tin Man, a heart is not judged by how much you love – but by how much you are loved by others. And I just get teary-eyed every time I hear that because it is so true. So what say you about that scene? That
0: scene in particular, and that and that line, like you said, is 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 so good. But you know, but as you were as you were talking there, I was thinking the adventure that the Tin Man, the Calvary Lioness in the Scarecrow on, uh, the adventure that they go on sort of shows them, sort of shows them that they don't really need the things that they want from the wizard, that they already have that. They had to go through the adventure to make them realize that. And and the great and powerful odds giving them these trinkets just sort of confirms it. But I really think that they kind of that 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 the adventure should have told them that they were good enough. That 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 deep down, that deep down in their in their souls, um, they already had everything that they needed. They just had to go through a situation to make them understand that they were good enough to to to, to finally feel that way. Or 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 am I crazy?
1: No. Um, I think that, that I mean, it's the same thing in life. Some, sometimes people need to go through experiences to realize that what they're, what they're looking for, they've actually had all along. They just didn't realize it, which right, was, right, right. which was exactly what you just said. So right. the, the, the Oz tells Dorothy, cause Dorothy wants to go home. He says, I'll take you home in a hot air balloon. Cause that's how he got there. He explained. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. So the next scene is Dorothy, Toto and the wizard are all in the hot air balloon basket. And Toto jumps, Toto has this thing with jumping out of baskets. This is the third time he's jumped out of a basket. So he jumps out. He's like, no, nah, not doing this. Dorothy jumps out. Dor- Dorothy follows. And the Oz, uh, the great and powerful Oz, he's still in the hot air balloon basket. And the basket um gets untangled and rises and it's gone. <clears throat> and then Dorothy is devastated because, like, how the fuck is she gonna get home now? And then the bubble returns. We know what the bubble is. The bubble is Glinda. The bubble comes glinda's here and dorothy asks for help and glinda said you've always had the power to go back to kansas and i'm sitting there like what what What? (laughs) well why didn't you oh man glinda fuck glinda 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 (laughs) glinda (laughs) oh man guys all throughout this movie
0: i was thinking that like really you, could, you, couldn't, you couldn't have told her that like an hour ago?
1: <laughs> Come on. I know. I know. I was like, oh, my God. But then she says, you had to learn your heart's desire was right. Well, sorry, you had to learn where your heart's – let me try that again. You had to learn your heart's desire was right where you were the whole time. And I'm like, you could have just sent – I mean, I I, I understand because – When she was in Kansas, all she wanted to do was run away. She didn't want anything to do with it. But in this journey, she realized she doesn't want that. She has everything she needs. Like home is basically where the heart is. And she learned that. So I do understand that. But I would just be a little bit ticked off at Glinda, like, okay. And so she says, all you have to do is tap your heels together three times and say there's no place like home. And she does it. And then Dorothy wakes up, and she's in her bed. We go back to the black and white. Auntie M is there. She puts a cool towel on her head, and she's telling them basically about her dream. You were there. You were there. You were there. And they were like, "Were we?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you were all there." And then what she is, says, "What does Auntie M say? No, you weren't, because you were dreaming, Auntie M. You're not being helpful." Oh yeah, she uh, just basically tells her, "Yeah, you you're fucking schizophrenic." <laughs> and then she says then Dorothy says there's no place like home and then it ends but what I want to know is the neighbor still wants the dog so that's not resolved at all (laughs) she's gonna come back and get Toto
0: she's gonna come oh my god well yo what yeah oh yeah no no but seriously what if during Dorothy's you know you know hallucination her fever dream what Mm. if Dorothy gets the courage to stand up to uh you know for the lack of for, for the sake of this conversation, the wicked witch of the west, and what if Dorothy basically goes to her house next the next day? This is total this is total conjecture, people.
1: What if, <laughs> what if, what if, I love it though. I would I wanna see it like because I don't think people realize this bitch still wants the dog. What are okay, you gonna do okay. about it?
0: Okay, but he, here. What if Dorothy goes to goes to the wicked goes to the witch's house the next day and basically stands up to her and bitches and, and, and bitch slaps her and says, No, you cannot have my dog.
1: Now, that would be a character arc, wouldn't it? That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. That didn't happen? Uh, no, it didn't. But if there's nothing else, I can go on to my um, trivia. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the first trivia is um, the movie uh, bombed. <laughs> no, first wait scored. a minute.
0: Whoa, hold up. Wait a second. Didn't this movie win Best Picture?
1: A lot of Oscar nominated movies win Oscars but they don't do well at the box office. You know this. Yes, I know this but what? So basically it just it at the when it was first released in theaters in 1939, it it just recouped its money, just, like it didn't make money at all. Oh wow. Yeah. And now How? it's like the most beloved movie in the world.
0: How the f- Okay. Go on. Maybe more, maybe
1: on. people just weren't ready for it. But yeah, it did win Oscars because that's it's I don't know. Fantastic. You know how I feel
0: about the Oscars. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. <gasps> no, but no, but uh, also I, I I do need to say how we feel about the Oscars.
1: Yeah, oh yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I do forget that you're in you're on my side of the pool now. I'm sorry. Yes, I am. Um so the second piece of trivia is um the oil used in Tin Man's can was chocolate syrup. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because it was the only thing that would show up in Technicolor that looked like oil.
0: Oh, 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 yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right.
1: Um, Toto, the dog Toto, whose name was Terry, um, he was actually paid one hundred and twenty-five dollars a week, mm. but the Munchkins were paid fifty dollars a week. So the dog got paid more than the Munchkins.
0: Oh my God, what a what a pay disparity! <laughs> what a pay disparity right there.
1: Um, this bit actually cuts me really fucking deep. Uh most of the wicked witches scenes were cut because they were deemed too scary for kids. I want oh, an uncut wow. version. Fucking hell.
0: There has to be one. Somewhere. There has
1: to be because they they would still have the original like cut, like not cut, but they'd still have it. Awesome. I want to uh, see that.
0: Yeah, also um uh can I come in hot with a nice fact? I have one. Yeah, go. actually I have two actually. Yeah, go. So go. so um number 1 this film was actually chosen as one of the first because because the library of Cong- of uh, I think it's Congress or whatever, mm-hmm. they choose different films every year to to to, to put like in a to, to put like in a time capsule to preserve, right? And when they started doing that, I think in the late seventies or early eighties, the Wizard of Oz was one of the first films to be chosen. Like mm-hmm. like, like among this massive group, yeah, the other thing, yes, and the other thing that I would like to say is that the ruby slippers that uh that Dorothy wears throughout this movie, they are actually kind of um kind of like uh kind of like grayish, they're not actually that red mm. uh it's it's actually it's actually the technicolor that makes them look that red, yeah, uh, yep. if I'm not mistaken. But uh, 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 those are it for for my two useless facts. Go
1: on. Oh, well, they're good facts. They're good trivia to include. I don't. I don't have them in my trivia, so they're good trivia. Okay. Um. So I don't know if you knew this. There are actually seventeen sequels to the Wonderful Wizard of Oz. What? Like book? Like books? Oh, okay. Okay. I, okay. Seventeen books. I, I,
0: I, yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant uh uh. Mo- no, uh, not I, movies. No, but uh, actually, um, a funny fact. About, I don't, I don't know why I'm coming with the factoids now, but I'm sorry.
1: I know um, why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll up. Uh, will uh, Go, we'll, go. We'll, <laughs> I know why. I know why you're full of facts. <laughs> yeah. Go on, go on. Tell oh, me. Oh my god. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> okay. Well, the funny thing about the author of the Wizard of Oz, right? He did, mm. he, you know, as as Dean said. He did 17 books in the franchise, but this author wasn't a fan of, wasn't a fan of continuity and continuity. For those of you at home that don't know Mm -hmm. what continuity is continuity is. If you say something in one piece of media and you plan to, and you plan to continue that piece of media in other, in other iterations, you have to, you have to stay steadfast to what you said before about a certain thing in Mm -hmm. the next thing that you do about it. Right. You Mm -hmm. can't, you can't you can't flip flop. You have to stay you have to stay true to what you said before, mm-hmm. and the author of the Wizard of Oz doesn't do that. He doesn't believe in continuity. He says continuity schmatinity. Mm-hmm. So I th- that to me as a writer when I when I learned that fact from someone who shall not be named, mm-hmm. I, I that that kind of made me angry a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah it would be annoying. I mean, it's like reading the Harry Potter book and then reading the second book, and it's like totally different and not connecting to the first book and it's like what
0: <laughs> right,
1: right, right. <laughs> yeah, but that would be like super annoying, but the Wizard of Oz um the movie The Wizard of Oz, that was actually the tenth time that that was that it was made, so it was it was made nine more times before that
0: Whoa, whoa whoa wait, wait 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 crazy, right.
1: But nobody, but there were like low budget ones, silent ones, like, but this was the 10th time they made it. What? Yeah, weird, right? Because it was made in 1939. So, so to make it 10 more times, nine more times before that, like, yeah. But obviously they're all crap because nobody knows about them.
0: Yeah, but for some reason, the fact is blowing my mind and I can't figure out why.
1: Oh, good. I found facts that you don't know. (laughs) That was the point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So I don't know if this is true or not. Um but um how how um L Frank Baum came up with the name Oz. Um apparently he was um uh, at a library looking at alphabetical filing cabinets and one of the labels said O to Z. Like really? and he just went Oz. Oh, okay, cool.
0: Ah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Huh. Okay, so the last fact I've got for you is actually quite sad. I don't know if we should end on this one. I don't know no, if... No, no. Well, no, we'll no. let's just fucking end on a sad note. No. Um, No, actually... Actually, you
0: know... Okay, let's...
1: Oh, okay, let's look, listen. I'll say my fact, and then you can say another fact, because I know you've got more facts. <laughs> okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, I have a, I have a good one to end on. Okay, so you say your okay. fact
1: first. So the, the actress that played Auntie M um years later she was diagnosed with arthritis and blindness so she was going blind um she she didn't want to deal with the arthritis she did not want to go blind so she actually committed suicide and she left a note saying that like i'm not going to go blind i'm not going to be sick i'm i'm choosing the way that i go out so i thought that that was quite sad
0: well yeah well 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 first of all screw life for giving her the hand but yep. second of all, you look, I mean, I don't want to get into this now, but I I will say that for someone to take control of their life in that way, despite despite the situation, despite what she did to herself, you have to well, that sounds fucked up. You have to you have to sort of somewhat appreciate that because because she went out her way. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you know, I, I think that's the kindest, the kindest way I can put it. Um, yeah, but that would have been really, think a really sucky thing to end on. So, <laughs> I have a fun fact that you may not know, Dean. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the coat that the, that the that the that the, um, that the fortune teller guy that Dorothy meets on the road when she runs away with Toto to save him from, you know, you know, uh. The Wicked Witch in the real world. Mm-hmm. His coat was supposed was was supposedly owned by the author of the Wizard of Oz. I did know that. Yeah. And oh, okay. Mm.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a cool fact, though. It's a cool fact.
0: No, that's uh, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, at least I tried, right? You got to give me a first try. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> all right guys uh so do you have uh do you have anything else to say just or, or only
1: that i fucking love this movie have i said it before
0: <laughs> yeah no,
1: no, I have i said how much i like it
0: no you know what i i you know what i think i think this movie just hit, hits a nerve with a lot of people and and yeah mm-hmm. and you know and like you said at the start it's it's just fun every 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 time i watch it which is which is at least once a year it mm. just brings a song and a smile to my heart and a smile to my face.
1: You cannot feel shit watching this movie. No, of course not.
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
1: All right. That's it. That's all I got.
0: Uh, all right, guys. So I think that'll do it for uh, this edition of the mixtape podcast. Uh, listen, guys, um, if you actually want to send us suggestions, questions, or anything of that, like, you can actually email us. Uh, our email is uh, the mixtape pod at aol um, But if you want to come back next week, uh, hold on. I'm going to pull this. I'm going to pull this out.
1: Um, because oh, I'm, you didn't do your research either, like me last no, week when I, I was fumbling around <laughs> <laughs> trying to find what the fuck the movie was for next week. <laughs>
0: yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh,
1: you, I'm, you I'm, didn't. You I'm, did no. You didn't even. You didn't know. <laughs> So unorganized, oh, so unorganized. On. You're not cutting this out. You are unorganized. You are the host, and you are supposed to be organized. I can close the show. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> What's the movie next week? What is it? What's the movie? Come on. Hold
0: on, I'm to pull it up. I know, what is it? What
1: is it? What's the movie?
0: Hold on, I'm trying to pull it up.
1: How are you trying to pull it out? How how come you don't know it? <laughs> no, <laughs> how come you don't... Do you want me to say it? I could say. It. No,
0: hold on.
1: Give me a minute. You sure? No, I'm gonna no. say it. I'm gonna say it in about five seconds. No! Really? Okay, hurry up. Come on. What oh, is it? Hold on. Damn it. Shit, One, on. two, hold on. Hold on.
0: Hold on. Hold three,
1: four. I got it. Four. Hold, hold, hold. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you sucked her up. It's horrible. not my fault you weren't ready. I fucking hate you. <laughs> you did no research for this you did no research you should have been on point you were not on point you were like oh uh hold on yeah no no you don't no you're not gonna get away with it no
0: all right okay all right all right okay serious podcast voice all right guys so if uh you're gonna join us for next week next week's film is one of my favorite steven spielberg films uh it was actually steven spielberg during his peter pan phase we will actually be talking about um his film hook so um with all that being said as i often say uh if someone is ever kind enough to make you a mixtape that must truly mean that they love you
1: the mixtape podcast is a balloon head productions presentation